Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Very excited to be with you today. And I just want to remind you, if you are not getting our weekly blog, and the show notes for the week's shows, um, make sure you go out to iWorkForHim.com and go to the blog tab, and you can sign up right there. And that way you can stay connected if you happen to miss an episode and or you want to get the added bonus of updated news of things that are going on as well as our weekly blog. That is an excellent place to go. And sometimes we, you know, kind of get kind of deep and share our hearts. And transparent. Kind of transparent there. So iworkforhim.com forward slash blog. You know, what was God's original purpose for work? I mean, it's a result of sin, right? That's where so many of us followers of Jesus get it wrong. In fact, that is where the world gets it wrong. God gave us work as a gift in the garden. It was a gift to us and for that work to be a blessing to others through the cultivating of the resources of the planet. Wow. We have some, come such a long way from the garden, but our twisted view of work has impacted the world. The world now thinks work is just about money and power and control. The world thinks that work is a necessary evil in order to provide the things that we deserve. Such a twist. I say that work was a gift to us from our father in order that we might be a blessing to everyone around us. Dr. Brian Dick, professor of psychology at at Colorado State University and chief science officer at Jobsology, thinks so too. He wrote a book called Redeeming Work. And we're going to talk about that topic today. Brian Dick, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much for having me on, Jim and Martha. It's a joy to be with you. I should have asked ahead of time before we started the podcast. Is that actually how you say your last name? It is loud right. and proud. Well, we don't want to make sure it wasn't some Swedish, you know, uh, you know, portrayal of the, of the whatever. Yeah, so like it's, Close. Some, I guess, it's Dutch. It's Dutch, yeah. Swedish, Dutch. Yeah. Okay, they're all from Northern Europe. Okay, Brian, we're going to talk about your book, Redeeming Work. Uh, but let's lay some groundwork here first. Why did you become a Jesus follower? Sure. Well, I'm very blessed to have been raised in a Christian family. Uh, my grandparents were missionaries in Africa. My father is a pastor. And so it was always part of my upbringing, um, the way uh, my parents uh, modeled kind of how to engage the world. And so I can't really remember a time where I didn't identify as uh, someone who trusted in Jesus. Um, And I was also blessed with the scaffold of the church and with Christian education and so forth. So all of those influences really were very formative, both in my faith and in kind of building my worldview. Jim, Jim here, he was, you know, he warned you ahead of time about the the five syllable, you know, when you have your PhD. So he was counting some of your <laughs> syllables over here. So I just want to warn you. So listeners, just so you're up to speed here, we have this thing and you have not broken it yet, Brian, but um, he is a PhD. And so we always put a fair warning out there on the I Work For Him listeners Anything five syllables or more, we're going to make him stop and define it for us. But Brian, I love, you've even made up some words that we're going to be talking about, or maybe they're not made up, but they're, they're, they're new to me. So I would like to know then, you, you were raised with this great foundation of faith. How has that faith impacted your work? 
at Jobsology and as the professor at Colorado State University. Yeah, I think a couple of ways. One, it forms the lens through which I view the world. You know, the Mm -hmm. core of my worldview is uh, my commitment to the Christian faith and and to the Bible. Uh, But on a more specific basis, both the work that I do at the university uh, in counseling psychology and in particular vocational psychology. So I study career development. Mm -hmm. That and the tools that I'm privileged to help develop through Jobsology Um, All of that is really focused on helping people understand what makes them unique and then identifying pathways uh, where they can live that out in ways that hopefully benefit the world. Uh, So to me, that's kind of an expression of God's design, God's common grace. He made everybody uh, with gifts and part of um, being a steward of that is understanding what those are and then looking for opportunities to live that out, to express that in the world. I want for our listeners to say, talk to us about Jobsology. I mean, what, what is it? I mean, we understand Colorado State University, that's a university, but Jobsology? Yeah. What does it mean? I mean, what sure. is it about? Yeah, Jobsology is a software and services company. We have a product called PathwayU that's an online career assessment system. And so we have 120 colleges and universities across the country that uh, use the product, but it's also available to individuals. In fact, readers of Redeeming Work um, have access to the platform. So you can create a profile and uh, take a series of assessments. And then we have some patented algorithms that take information that you provide and then um, provide suggestions based on our predictions of what will fit you well according to your interests and values. And who is that for? Like, is it just for college students or, or at any point can somebody per, you know, participate in that? Yeah, the things that we measure are very stable uh, and the algorithms work all across the lifespan, starting around at adolescence. So it's not really something for young kids, but mm-hmm. once you hit um, high school and then certainly college, university, but also beyond, we piloted it once with uh, a group with AARP, looking at retirees and people looking for what comes next uh, after, you know, paid employment or at least mm-hmm. their main gig. And, and it, it works in that group as well. So Ooh. anyone who's thinking about making transitions or exploring how do my gifts align with opportunities and needs in the world of work is are people who will benefit from Pathway U. Our I Retire For Him audience needs to listen to that. How do they get a hold of that online? What's the website? Well, you can go to Pathway U. Dot com is the easiest way. Okay. Uh, so there's a public site. It's app, app.pathwayu.com. And anyone can um, create a membership and try the assessments out. Very cool. Very Excellent. cool. We get excited when, you, when we find out about resources that can actually help people with that whole um, connection of who God actually hardwired them to be and the experiences that they've had. And I'm super excited to hear that there's something called vocational psychology yeah. Like that is, uh, we've been out of about co- that? We, I think it we've been out of college out. too long because I'm like, no, that, that's two that's words. Two words. Oh, okay. It's two right, words. Okay. Right. It's, we're going to, it's okay right. here. We're going to get, we're going to get into the depth of Brian Dick's new book, Redeeming Work, A Guide to Discovering God's Calling for Your Career, right after this break. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Hang on. You know the kind of person that always tells you about the latest trends or the special deals around town? Well, lean in, because here's a message from that kind of person. The Awaken Podcast Network is the place to be. 
go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com and unlock God's purpose for your work with help from some friends. You will find a gathering place of podcasts that provide simple tools, faith stories, and conversations that will inspire and equip you to vibrantly live out your faith in your work today. Go ahead, check out awakenpodcastnetwork.com and then be that kind of person and tell a friend. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. As we talked today with Brian Dick, he's got, he's a professor at Colorado State University talking about vocational psychology, but he also is the chief science officer at Jobsology, which he's, you can find out more about Zo- Jobsology online at app.pathwayu.com. Did I have that? Did I get that right that time? Did I get it right that time? You did? Yeah, you can go to jobsology.com if you want to find out about oh. the company. But our main product is Pathway U, and that's where you'll right. find more right. info about that. So, you know, I've read 500 books about the connection of faith and work. Why okay. did you feel you needed to write a book about redeeming work? Well, a few reasons. Um, a main one is because I've been following the faith and work discussion and, and movement and tracking that for a long time. Maybe not as long as you, but it's something that matters a lot to me. And so I've really benefited from uh, reading the wealth of resources that are available. Uh, but I did kind of sense that uh, there is this discipline, vocational psychology, that offers lots of resources that are very relevant to the discussion, but often overlooked. And it makes sense. A lot of folks that are engaged in the conversation are pastors or, or business leaders. Uh, and those of us who study this stuff, applying uh, you know, the scientific or psychological science to it um, don't really have much of an influence on the conversation. I just wanted to address that. There's a wealth of resources. I thought someone ought to package this into uh, something that uh, anyone can read and apply. And that's what I've tried to do with the book. You know, and one of the things Jim and I often talk about, we both have degrees that have a foundation in business and we wish we'd have paid more attention to psychology. How much would it have helped Boy, us if we'd have been, instead of just trying to pass the test or whatever, you know, actually right, right, say, right. oh, how is this going to affect, how am I going to be a better manager if I understand psychology? So I am, I'm loving this conversation already. So, so, uh, you know, so let's just start as you, you deal with the basis of the faith and work movement, which is the four act story mm-hmm. of scripture. What is it and why is it so significant? Yeah, well, you can go back to Augustine uh, to. You could, uh, but nobody knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, so uh, big theologian who was probably the first person to say that the Bible can be understood as kind of like a play with different acts. And so the four act story, when we talk about that, it's creation, fall, redemption, and renewal. And it's the, whole, the idea that if you look at the Bible as sort of the grand narrative of it, it's much more than just. You know, saving souls. It's about God creating everything and declaring it good. It's about sin entering the world and distorting that or twisting that, like you were mentioning at the top of the show. It's about uh, Christ, who you know is 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 divine, came, lived, and worked among us, taught us how to live, died a brutal death on the cross, and with and rose again, and with that brought redemption, not just to our relationships with God, but to the whole creation. And then renewal is what we look forward to when Christ returns and makes everything new, brings heaven to earth, and all the work that we're doing is sort of perfected and, and made brand new. It's so, so powerful. Why is it, though, that we typically focus within the four walls of the church 
on just the middle two acts. Yeah, I, faith is very personal for a lot of people. And when we think about our walk with Jesus, we often focus on our status as sinners saved by grace. You know, we have shortcomings. We're, we're sinners. We are, we are in need of a savior. Jesus saved us. And all of that is right and good and true. Um, but it's not the whole story. It's not the whole story that the Bible um, tells us about. Uh, just focusing on fall and redemption doesn't really um, give us a lot to think about in terms of the full scope of creation or where all this is headed. You know, the renewal when, when Christ returns and makes everything new. And especially when you're thinking about faith and work, I think that that four-act story is really, really important in providing meaning and dignity for believers in Christ in all areas of work, not just working within the church. So then how do we transition from that leading into a conversation about calling? Well, uh, good question. I mean, a sense of calling for a lot of people just starts with this question, what am I on this earth to do? Mm. Right. And I think a lot of Christians, because of the way our Christian culture operates, there's this sense that if I'm really serious about my faith, I should consider ministry and missions before anything else. And I think a, a broad view of scripture tells us that although ministry and missions, these are vital to the work of the church, uh, if we think about creation, fall, redemption, renewal, we realize that Christ is Lord of every square inch mm-hmm. of Amen. creation. And therefore, uh, we have a responsibility as believers to live out our faith wherever we are. Um, and so, you know, that sacred, sep- uh, sacred secular separation that often comes from ancient Greece and is still embedded in our thinking, that really disrupts uh, the ability of many Christians to really recognize that, hey, Christ is Lord, not just of what I do on Sunday, uh, but of everything I do wherever I am. And so working out what that means, that's... I think an important responsibility that we get to do alongside other believers. Yeah, we like to say here on I Work Rim that everybody around you should be benefiting from your faith, whether they believe in Jesus or not, because our faith is so compelling. And as you just said, it impacts everything we do. Therefore, it should impact everybody around us, whether they believe in Jesus or not, because Christ is flowing out of us. So, but calling is such a hot topic, Brian. So many people are worried they're going to miss their calling. That, that, oh, if I just had turned left instead of right at that degree choice or whatever. What's your perspective on this? Yeah, I mean, I used to think this way when I was coming of age. There's all this pressure on getting it right. And part of that is driven by fear of what it would look like to get it wrong and then be stuck mm-hmm. in a path outside of the center of God's will, living a life of misery. To me, it's, it's related to something I encounter a lot with college students, which is the concept of the soulmate in romantic relationships. You know, it's this idea that there's one person out there in the universe destined for me, probably another student in my dorm. And if I miss that person, uh, then I'm doomed to a life of misery. And people take that way of thinking and then apply it to the career choice question. What's the one career path for me? Uh, If I don't get that right, then I'm doomed. And That's really not, I think, a great way of thinking about this. I don't think it's a biblical way. It's certainly not supported by psychological science, by vocational psychology. A sense of calling as we live it out, it's an ongoing process. It's almost a lifestyle. It's not a thing to be discovered after which you ride off happily into the sunset. 
So what do you tell people when they're when they have that mentality that you know I've either missed it or this better be it and I really don't like it and you know I don't know what are you, what is the conversation what's the next steps for them A few things so first of all there's more than one way to get this right so there probably are some wrong choices a person can make but if you look at your gifts and the things that really inspire you get you excited you look at your interests you look at what matters to you, your values as it applies to the work role, and then you look at the array of options that satisfy those things. It's more than one. There's lots of options, multiple ways of getting it right. I think that takes the pressure off for some people where, you know, that's sort of, if I get it wrong, then I'm doomed. The other thing is to realize that the name of the game is change. I mean, in the current world of work, there's just so much change. Even before the pandemic, the average American has held 12 jobs before they turn 50. And I don't think that's because they just can't get it right. So they keep making changes, trying to find it and get it right until they finally do. It just means that it's a fluid situation and and we're changing a bit. Uh, Opportunities in the world of work are changing constantly. We're growing. We're um, finding new ways to express our gifts. And that's part of the journey. And so living out a calling often looks like a meandering path for folks. That doesn't mean that it's been a failure. That means that's what their journey has entailed. And, you know, often uh, we're faithful to callings at every step and it just looks like a meandering path when really there's a lot of coherence to it. Yeah, I would really want to dig deeper into your vocational calling and, and how you're getting to live out your faith as a professor at Colorado State University. When we come back, you listen to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're talking with Brian Dick today. Check out Jobsology. Jobsology online, jobsology.com. We'll be right back. Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and in their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I Work For Him. Martha and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash I work for him. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash I work for him. That's giant.tv forward slash I work for him. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. Today we talk with Brian Dick. He's a professor from Colorado State University, and he also is the chief science officer at Jobsology, where they've got a quiz, a profile, Pathway U. You can find it online on their website. You can get it. If you get a copy of this book for free, you can get a copy of the Jobsology profile for you. If you're looking at our YouTube video, you can see the book says Redeeming Work. And on there it says, get a free you know, profile. It, says, it yes. says something like that. So when you get the book, you have access to that, Brian. So pick up the phone and give us a call because so, we're going to give away two copies of this book today. So listeners, call our listener line at 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. And how appropriate that we're giving away two copies of the book, Redeeming Work, with our guest today, Brian Dick. And I just want to encourage you, if you, there's got, 
excuse me, listeners themselves, or or you have somebody in your life that you know that this might be a perfect next step for them to just. And you know, the subtitle says a guide to discovering God's calling for your career. So eight six six seven one three work is the phone number. Brian, I want to talk about your career and your mm-hmm. the fact that you get to teach about vocational psychology. But Martha really wants to dig deep into one more s- subject that was within the book. You know, we hear a lot of people talk about, you know, the the phrase that says, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And you have a perspective I want you to share on that. Yeah, I call that a half-truth. Okay. Um, so when, when people say that, usually it's to encourage someone who feels um, in over their heads or they just don't possess what's required of them. And often they'll appeal to stories from scripture like Moses. Look at Moses. He was very concerned about his ability as a public speaker. God said, I'll I'll give you the words. Also, I'll give you your brother, Aaron. Uh, And so they said, this is an example. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And the truth is God absolutely does equip the called, but he also calls the equipped, including Moses. I mean, Moses, you recall, floated as a baby into Pharaoh's palace and was raised there. For 40 so years. Had, for 40 years he was raised in the political, economic, educational system of Egypt. That's right. That's right. So there are things about him that did make him uniquely equipped to serve as God's spokesman to freeing the Israelites and bringing them out of slavery. And similarly with us, absolutely, you know, God equips us when we feel intimidated by a set of tasks. But you know, he also gives us gifts as a guide for discerning our callings in life. And, and so it's not just something like, I don't need to pay any attention to the things that I'm good at because God will equip me. No, I think um, we look at our gifts as a guide for where we're uniquely suited to serve and then invite God to further equip us to carry out his work in, in whatever path that is. And is that what Pathways You helps people to then kind of navigate? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Pathways is a platform. So you can understand what makes you unique in terms of things that vocational psychology tells us are really important and predictive. Interests, values, personality, workplace culture preferences. We take all that information and then we say, given your unique constellation of gifts, here are some career paths that you'll probably find interesting, satisfying, meaningful opportunities through which you can express those gifts. Hmm. So now we're a constellation. I didn't know we were a whole constellation of things. <laughs> That's, That's still we, just four syllables. Well, that was good. We're, we've all got a unique set of gifts, talents, and abilities. Yeah. That's the way God's equipped us. And, you know, if somebody yeah. called me and said, Jim, we'd like to hire you as a full-time piano player. God equips the, the uh, called. We're calling you to become a piano player. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so, people. Because that's not how I'm equipped. So I, I love this. But this all goes down to your background, your expertise with vocational psychology, which is really an overwhelming two, two words to say. But you teach this. What yeah. does it even mean? And how do you get to incorporate your faith into that, into the conversations as you pour your life into students at Colorado State University? Yeah, great question. Vocational psychology is the psychological study of career choice and development. So how do people make wise choices wisely? And how can science give us insights into how people can best do that? So those are the kinds of courses that I offer as theories of vocational development. 
and assessment um, possibilities for how to equip people with what they need to make informed choices. But in terms of how that intersects with my faith, I mean, first of all, I think God designed people with gifts and with a desire to express that. So just teaching about these fundamental principles is sort of honoring the way God made people. Um, But Mm. I also do like asking these kind of bigger questions. I mean, uh, you led the, this, the top of this show by talking about the way the worldviews work. And in vocational psychology, too, it seems like uh, the most important outcomes are usually job satisfaction, which is defined in a very me-centered, kind of pleasure-driven mm-hmm. way, um, and job performance. You know, what can I achieve and what makes me happy? And I like to kind of ask these questions like, is this really what it boils down to? Or aren't there bigger things in life? like the contribution that we make, the sense of meaning we can experience and dignity um, from um, making a contribution to the world around us. The paradox being that the less we focus on our own personal happiness and more on glorifying God or making the world better, then the happier we also feel. Um, So, you know, students, whether they are believers in Christ or still seeking, they all resonate with that. They get that. They understand that. They realize that there's, there's a lot more to it than um, a, a good paying job with great benefits. And if that's what they seek after, probably they're going to be in, in career counseling in midlife wondering where they missed the boat. Midlife or their mid-20s. I mean, it's crazy. Brian Dick, thank you so much for writing this book, Redeeming Work. We'd like to invite you listeners to get a copy of it, 866-713-9675, 9675 or 866-713-WORK. W-O-R-K. But not in Cincinnati. Okay. All right. We get a copy of this book. We've got a couple copies to give away today. Make sure you call. Brian, thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. from your heart. We've run out of time, but that's okay. People need to read the book anyway or sign up for your classes. Can they get your class online? I do offer some classes online. Do, do yeah. they, can, they, can they, what is it called? Auditing where they could just take the class without getting credit and take it for free so they can hear your incredible voice and have a conversation? <laughs> Probably. Good yeah. question. Check it out sure. online. He's Colorado not- State University <laughs> in the Vocational Psychology Department. Look for Professor Brian Dick. That's D-I-K. Brian, thanks for being on mm-hmm. I Work For Him today. Thanks so much. It's fun, and thanks for the work that you all do. Yeah. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.